0: The following event is a more Ace Audio production. Introducing first, from London, England, the team of Ace and Skillet, this is The Kickout!
1: for the worst and up in the cave or a level where you lost your worth feeling down because you know you're just done and you're hiding because you know that the truth still hurts stop with all this yes and welcome to another brand new episode of the kick out i go by the name of skillet
0: my name is mex and
1: mex we are joined here today i mean the world people who are watching on youtube would have seen this face already um we are joined here today with a. You know what? I'm going to be honest. Uh, 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 I've only met this guy in a short time, but already he's already he's inspired me, like to up my game. Like his his hosting game is incredibly, incredibly. Yes. yes. Oh my lord, yes. my missus is calling me at the wrong time,
0: and that's why your hosting game isn't incredible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's just get straight to it, Justin T. Manning. An absolute great host. A, a a you your your host. You are a a ring announcer. You are a commentator. You are a, a, a jack of all trades, Justin. Please, man with the thank mic. you for coming on the show,
2: my friend. Thank you for botching my intro, but we'll get it there, man. I, Max, I, next time, we got to put you on the mic. This other guy put him in NXT development. <laughs> Forget his name. You can just what we're gonna do is just put you at the curtain for NXT. You just draw it back. Just just draw it back. Nothing verbal. Do, do you know what it is? <laughs> My missus has ignored me all day, and then the time she
1: decides no. to call me is doing when I'm it. doing a live podcast. Put man. it on
2: vibrate, and you never know when the mic's going to be on, bro, so always put that mic away or put it on silent. It's okay, because I made the same mistake, my brother. Um Yeah, I'll, I'll, share, I'll share exactly what happened. One of the first few times when I did ring announcing was at a Muay Thai, huge Muay Thai East Open fight, and the phone went off when I got a scorecard, and the scorecard said... Max, And within that half second, I almost said your name and it was just wrong. Uh, but it definitely always goes with the timing, even though I did it correctly. Because if you skip a beat, those that do audio like you guys do, you guys professionals will be like, what happened, Justin? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. The rest of it, it was smooth. But it's that one part of you be like, damn, I could have done that a bit better. So yeah. I'm glad to be on this podcast. Let's go ahead and do the kick out. You kicked out. Let's rock. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin, like, yes. yes.
0: You
1: know, let's, let's talk about you first. First and foremost. Sure. Um, your journey getting into the wrestling business and, and presenting business. And, you know, because you're a jack of all trades. It's not just wrestling that you take care of. I see you do a lot of other work as well. Um, what, yes. what, what, what um, from the start as a wrestling fan, what made you become a wrestling fan? Who, who were the people that inspired you?
2: Love it. Uh, One of the first few people that inspired me before I joined a professional wrestling school was watching Razor Ramon, Lex Luger and Bret Hart. The fact that Bret Hart was giving out sunglasses to kids, I always wanted to be that kid. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that Razor Ramon was coming out with the whole, hey, yo, was one of my (laughs) first influences to watch. Like, I hope I'm not on the receiving end of that toothpick. But if I could do that to my mom's, oh, my mom's black. Let me not that <laughs> <laughs> throw it right back at me not a, not a good idea not Bad a good idea idea. and i'll never do that um i would definitely say that one of the larger influences was probably i haven't said this before probably the heels uh we couldn't stop talking about how much we did not like yokozuna in school we couldn't stop talking about how much we did not like heel show michaels back then before degeneration x because he was so we didn't know the word at the time cocky and arrogant but it, without heels, you don't have a story. So, as I progressed within pro wrestling, um, training at New York Wrestling Connection out in Long Island, alumni include Mikey Whipwreck and ECW, Tony Neese nice on 205 Live. He has held the, the Cruiserweight Championship, um, the facts of life, Kurt Hawkins, who now reckons mm-hmm. for Impact Wrestling. Um, I definitely had a learn a, a chance to learn the psychology, but also how to talk. And my trainer at the time was Bull James. You guys may know him from NXT. He's six foot five. I hope I get it right. He'll kill me. And he pulls me oh, yeah. over after a day of doing hip tosses. I mean, a day. And he goes, You ever thought about doing ring announcing? And I'm like, You trying to say I suck? <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at me, all six foot six of them. And he's like, No, I, I think we should take you outside the ring and be like, I'm like, Oh, damn. So I speak to the other trainer, and he, um, my man, John Kersey. Kersey's trained everybody including Foley and the rest of them, and he says, we could put you in a Paul Heyman type role where you talk, you build the other characters, but occasionally take a bump. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to finish my training or get that far. However, once the call came for me to do announcing and so forth, that those transferable skills and the upbringing put me to where I am today. So I'm forever thankful for pro wrestling.
1: Well, I, I love the fact that you you were able to adapt, you know. That's one yeah, thing that yeah. a lot of people they, they're kind of stuck on what they want to do. It's like, oh, I need to be a wrestler. I need to but you can still right. you can still live those dreams by adapting to different roles that might be better for you and suited for you, you know what I exactly,
2: mean? Exactly, exactly. So, um, I almost had a watch party with MVP two years ago. Never would have thought he'd be where he is today. Like you couldn't mm. tell me how are you here at a bar with me, bro. He mm. was the special guest alongside Rikishi. In Midtown Manhattan, we're just watching the Royal Rumble. Like, ah, oh, that's the, okay. Let's let me get a picture. Let me not ask. I might piss them off. Or whatever else. Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. Um, last time we was at Wrestle WrestleCon, it was in New York. I had a chance to see Rikishi. I remember MVP was in the hallway watching the matches happen at WrestleCon, and I remember seeing him. I gave him that look of like, what up. But, you know, he he's also has that New York-Miami swag. It's kind of like, what up? Don't say nothing to me. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> See him again. I wish I joined the Hurt Business when it wasn't booming. Because, man, if I so hadn't took that shot, who would have known? Who knows? i got a
1: I got a nice story about MVP myself. So, a few years back, nice I would guy. say this, this is probably about 2015, 14 times. Mm-hmm. He, so, at this time, he was staying in London. He was actually staying what? in London. No I, I don't want to spread rumors here, so I'm gonna say I think okay. I think he was dating a, a friend of mine, right? I think he was kind of seeing a friend of mine, and um I had a I, I threw a party in Dalston, hackney, and my friend brought MVP to the party because oh she knew gosh. I'm a massive wrestling fan. So I met nice. MVP. So I met MVP in Dalston first. I got a picture of him somewhere. I'll try and find him, throw
0: it off on Twitter or something. Just so Dustin so knows Dalston is the hood. Yeah, thank Dulcene's you. I don't like, know what Dawson is. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, Harry Potter, like, oh, that's nice. It's
2: <laughs> been yeah, yeah. a nice neighborhood. Does it look like Brooklyn? Probably not. Dawson is now the hood. No, we're part of Brooklyn. We talking about? Yeah, that Dawson is like it's like Bed Stuy. Oh, like Bed-Stuy. No, no, now see, now see, Bed Stuy is not Biggie Small's Netflix Bed Stuy.
1: Okay, yes, it's, okay. it's
2: becoming gentrified. gentrified. Yeah, well, funny enough, so, funny enough, so is Dawson. So. So there you go. We need another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: anyway, so I meet MVP at this at this party. We chop it up, we get on really well. We talk about football, whatever. A okay. couple years later, he's back in London again. And I just I just by chance today, would you mind coming on the kickout? He came on, did an interview with myself at Ace, and we've just been good friends ever since. And um, uh, I even party with him at New Orleans at WrestleMania. When yeah, yeah, yeah. 2015, I think.
2: That's yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. MVP has always been a personal type dude, real chill, yeah. always shaking hands, kissing babies. Um, I definitely shout out him, and I will definitely want to put him over for what he's done. Not just in the business, not just with the newly redesigned iwgp intercontinental championship but just the fact that you have a brother here who has really helped many careers when we thought he was down and out he had one more trick up his sleeve so mm-hmm. you know within five years if he's not in the hall of fame mvp is definitely going to pull out something else and hopefully still with uh within professional wrestling
0: i've I got an to. mvp story if i can share it yeah. yeah go ahead man i don't know him i've never met him Um, when he turned up back to the Royal Rumble 2020, I was like, what's this guy doing here? When he turned up Mm -hmm. to Raw the the night after, I was like, what's this guy doing here? And then he turns out to give a career renaissance to himself and three other men. So what do I know? MVP, you know, you're the goal. I just wanted to give you your flowers. I just wanted to join in the MVP love. And like Justin just said, if he's not in the Hall of Fame in a matter of years, the kind of guy he seems to be, I'm sure he makes his own. Exactly.
1: he definitely will be. Like, I don't know if he would have been if he never joined back to the company, but definitely him coming back and doing what he's done like he's yeah
2: he's definitely- unpopular opinion i think that he's always deserved to be in the hall of fame 100%. look at what he's doing new japan pro wrestling then 100%. in impact wrestling 100%. and the, the, he's had that entire arc within his personal mm-hmm. life and then of course he was always there for bobby lashley someone yeah. else who we all thought was hey, this, this guy was tna world champion x division champion uh, tag team champion correct me if i'm wrong yeah. at the same yeah. damn time and the only person that did that was kurt angle in dna you can't mm-hmm. overlook impact wrestling so shout out to them but yeah. even before then cutting um cutting off stone cold donald trump's hair or, excuse me he was representing donald trump at wrestlemania almost yeah. co-main evented main- it it's probably the part of wrestlemania for that one that we are still talking about today for another podcast um <laughs> it is what it is uh, but shout out to both of them and mvp gave him the rub daniel bryan yeah. put over kofi the Miz put over bobby lashley shout out to the Miz. 100%. and mvp was there the whole time to this day to yeah. this day,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> to,
2: this day. <laughs> to this day no absolutely no no i do agree mvp
1: would have always been hall of fame i agree with that yeah. it's just i just don't know if vince would have put him
2: in if he didn't come back this time and it, i think yeah, it makes you wonder if yeah. if uh if the original plan for mvp was to do this a year ago so from what they in said order. when they brought him back in
0: the rumble and he had started it after his one match he had on raw after the rumble was just to be a producer right he's just going to be a producer backstage but i guess yeah. he got his way onto tv somehow and <laughs> the rest is history as they say i just think the- we all need
2: to learn that
1: Justin, can you please let us know about your 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 own shows? You have your own talk shows and your podcasts. Can you please let the listeners know what shows they can find you on?
2: Yeah, gladly. On Clubhouse, I am the admin and the owner, uh founder of Pro Wrestling Anonymous, where there was no Clubhouse dedicated to professional wrestling on this beta newly started app as of March 2020. I submitted an application January 2021. That's a nine-month, 10-month gap almost of having no dedicated clubhouse for pro wrestling. You'd be lucky if your algorithm said anything, AEW, WWE, you get my point. So I just said, why not? Let's submit it. And it got approved at 318 in the morning in the middle of January. Um, So that's one place you can come to. Please follow it. The other things that I do um, is endurance sports. This is where the transferable skills of professional wrestling helped me to tour around the country and internationally to not just work on clients, but also to make sure that the athletes that are in these participating sports look good or better than when they were first advertised. You never know who's going to be on the podium. You never know what stories they're going to tell. But my job, whether I'm working baby face or heel, for the most part, it's baby face. I'm new. Um, it's Your job is to make sure that Mex is the best gosh darn podcaster available. Look at his mic. It's a sure mic. Look at his camera direction. He's fantastic. And he's got dimples like his mama. Go for him. He's marketable. You see what I just did there? It was comedy. It's informational. and it makes you look at Mex twice, not just me. And that's the best part about what I do. Um, so you can catch me on the Clubhouse. You can catch me on the Instagram community, which started it really was Metal Addict, M-E-D-A-L-A-D-D-I-C-T. Um, it's the largest community on Instagram dedicated to race medals. And throughout the pandemic, I had to pivot it a bit, guys, because there's no events happening. <laughs> you, you can't just dedicate it to races. Once the fight started, i up with UFC and WBC, WBO. Okay, well, titles and belts, depending on what sport we're talking about. As part of the meddling life, you're achieving on and off the the ring, on and off the race course. And we decided to make our content around that. From there, we've been able to do merchandising with me being the face touring. It's produced what we have today within Pro Wrestling Anonymous. Just a lot of media, media, media. Hopefully within the next couple of months, Every, when the world starts opening up, I can dedicate myself a little bit more towards making sure that the connections I've made with you guys will help to bring in more sponsors or more attention to everything that involves achieving. 100%.
0: That's
1: amazing. That's amazing. And your clubhouse, your clubhouse groups are always fun. Mex and I always talk about. it. try. <laughs> oh, they're amazing, man. I like I, lo- I love the I love the women speaks first rule. I yeah. love I love how you moderate it because it's not easy to moderate because sometimes when, when you have big group clubhouses. The conversation goes left you know and you're really right. good at you're really good at bringing it back and you know the passion is really there you know
2: thank you for that because it's very simple and i'll keep this very brief we only have about four unspoken rules within the clubhouse pro wrestling anonymous women speak first because i want it to be as inclusive as possible there's no dedicated there is a woman's dedicated wrestling clubhouse but it's not as available or active i would like to see that um there are other professional wrestling clubhouses That you should go and support as well. Let me also say that. But I also want to make sure one person speaks at the same time. And if any clubhouse event happens within PWA, Pro Wrestling Anonymous, it's informative, it's inclusive, and the guests we're bringing in will be... The same way towards uh, Wrestling Maniac or Kickout Podcast. You don't want someone to come in there and say, "Buy my free ebook because I was the greatest world champion of all time." And then myself and Gerard Bonner, shout out to him, will just be like, "Why is this guy here? I gotta go because none of y'all are buying my stuff." We don't know. That's not the culture here.
1: Yeah. Uh, we will. Let's let's get into some um, wrestling today. Yes. Uh, the big news, obviously. Happened on Monday night. Bobby Lashley, as you mentioned earlier, Justin, finally becoming WWE champion. Let's, let's, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Mets, and I kind of broke it down on Monday ourselves on the show. But what is your thoughts on Bobby Lashley finally winning the big one?
2: I am so proud of him. All six foot three of them from Kansas, little Kansas. Nothing happens in Kansas, United mm-hmm. States, but big dreams. And this man has shown that Dorothy has is no longer in Kansas anymore. He is a world champion and the number one company in the realm of professional wrestling. Who else can say they've had a presidential candidate, a president in their corner, and then win the championship 15, 16 years later? Um, I'm really happy for him. I, of course, always have my concerns about what's going to happen between now and WrestleMania. The way that The Miz got his title, could be the way that Lashley can lose his title in a very short uh, time frame. Mm. Ideally, uh, because shout out to WrestleManiac, he hits it every time what I'm about to say, so I don't like him for that. If <laughs> we can have a one-on-one singles match with his dream opponent of Lesnar, I would be great. However, if I see a triple threat match of him, Lesnar, and McIntyre, the more I see it, the more I'm accepting that some dreams are not meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate what you're and saying. I love Drew. I Maybe. love Drew. I love. Le- I love Drew. I love Lesnar. I love the way they're booked. But I've been waiting 16 years in a TNA session for this to happen, man. No, you're right. You're right.
1: And that would be a shame. I think. I think. I don't think you're alone on that one. I think a lot of wrestling fans would would wouldn't want to see a triple threat. Max, what do you think? Would you want to see just Lesnar and Lashley, or do you mind a triple threat?
2: I would want to see Lashley versus Lesnar singles yeah. just like Angle versus Lesnar WrestleMania 20. Yeah, absolutely. I think,
0: I think, I think um, WrestleMania is too close for the Lesnar match to happen. Now I say that Lesnar is Lesnar. He's box office. They can manufacture that night, na- that match overnight. I assume at True. first lane, if, if Bobby Lashley does, you know, have some type of match, he might give Miz a rematch. Miz probably loses. And if they're going to do Lesnar, Lesnar comes out straight away, F5's Bobby Lashley, intention stated. Um, but I do think, mm. if anything, they keep Lesnar in the back pocket, wait for SummerSlam. If that's ever going to be on the cards, SummerSlam is probably the better place. And it looks like maybe we're probably getting Drew versus Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Um, and I would like to see Bobby Lashley walk in as champ and walk out as champ.
2: I would want to see Drew McIntyre challenge for the WWE Championship, just not at WrestleMania. Just not at fast lane, please. If anything, they've done a great job of building and hinting Sheamus versus Drew. Keep it there, keep it on the upper mid card because Drew's my guy. Drew's my yeah. guy. Um, same thing with The Miz. The Miz talks. I am clearly inspired by those who talk and do promo skills. We learned early. Um, if you can talk, you make money. You move up the card. And I said, wait a minute, I can talk. I'm trying <laughs> to move up the card. <laughs> so, so that's why I want Miz to win. He's great, um, but I don't want him at WrestleMania facing Lesn- uh facing Lashley or Lesnar.
0: So, so you, wait, you want you want Lash- who do you want Lashley's WrestleMania competitor to be? Then Les- it has
2: to be Lesnar.
0: I, this think, is, I think
2: I think Justin's right. I think Justin's right. I mean, if you if you do Drew, then to hear Lesnar's music at the end of that, give him an F five and build a SummerSlam is too obvious booking for me. It might make dollars for the Peacock Network, but it's not. I, I like the surprises. The fact that Les the fact that Lashley won on a Monday Night Raw is the surprise we all needed to see for this new and progressive WWE. So continue to surprise me.
0: But remember. Fast Lane, if I'm correct, is the first pay per view on Peacock. Yes. So you don't think
2: a surprise will come there? No, because you want to see WrestleMania on Peacock. Now, Fast Lane. Well, I mean, they need to get you there. They need to get they need to there. Of course. So, there
0: might be something on Fast Lane, which is, you know, makes those that aren't invested in that switch to Peacock um, more invested.
2: I'll agree that we need to see a fighting champion in Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. I want to see Lesnar at WrestleMania. But I do believe at Fastlane that if he is to challenge anyone, it should be the Miz for the rematch, so yeah. we can go and teach him. uh well not teach him, but to prepare him for what Lesnar a Lesnar match can be. Can Miz do that alone? No, because he has Johnny Mo- John Morrison in his corner. So yeah. now it's inevitably a two on one, and then you can show that Lastly is the the absolute dominator that he is. Yeah. So I want to give a big shout out
1: to Bruno the Red. 24 7 who just tweeted at us saying Can you guys please discuss AEW Properly this week the size The structure of the show just feels so much Bigger than WWE now Please highlight and analyse the full show As you would Raw and Smackdown Quite simply it shits on both shows now wow. that's not just,
2: that's not just how you really feel. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You see the you see the you see the shade that we're getting.
2: <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> like,
1: you know what it is. This tree is say- kind of
2: tall. <laughs> 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 Shout out Bruno. to AEW All Elite Wrestling doing well, just, the same thing. For, to be fair to
1: Bruno, I get what he's saying because I do feel like we do give a lot of time and we do devote a lot of time to WWE, and when it okay. comes to AEW, we kind of just talk about the main. Highlights of the show, and we probably don't mm. dissect it like we normally would do uh, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. So let's talk about it. Um, let's Justin, talk about it. Um, did you you watched AEW today, didn't you? you watch Dynamite last night?
2: Yes, I did watch Dynamite last night. I was super impressed by Shaquille O'Neal. I was super impressed by Jade. We've never seen her wrestle before. We've never seen Shaq wearing those type of sneakers, and we were all guessing what music Shaq was going to play when he came out. Probably the worst part of the match was the sneakers. I'm doing that so I could go violent. He beat me up. Um going over. Cody, Cody was fantastic because Cody looked You can see in his face how much training really went into this and how badly they wanted it. Um, Red Velvet did an excellent job with Jade. Um, She was fantastic, not just standing around. um, I loved how she was trying to inadvertently flip the table by herself, and QT Marshall became part of the story to help her do the table. You guys (laughs) caught that. Shout out to QT Nightmare Family. Mm -hmm. Um, The interesting part about the opening of that match with the opening of the television show, was that it was the opening of the show. You did have the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Nets game on the other station. I was thinking to myself, Dag, isn't it Thursday, TNT Thursdays, NBA on TNT? Where is Shaq? Mm. And when you went to see Shaq in the ambulance, he wasn't there. So I've got questions. I'm very impressed <laughs> with E. W. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're
1: doing great job. Um, yeah. Max, any takeaways from the, the opening match?
2: Um, I did think that
0: Red Velvet... Probably was the MVP for me. It was very easy to forget her. Cody's a star. Shaq is obviously the celebrity in this. Jade, we're all interested to see how she does in her debut. So Red Velvet really put herself out there, made sure that she wasn't forgotten. We saw a massive moonsault from her to the outside during the match. We saw her um, lay, lay out Jade with a spear um, as well when um, Shaq went through the table. Um, yeah, she was really good. Jade...
2: Two tables. Two tables. Two
0: tables. Jade looks like a complete goddess that she's literally sculpted from stone. I loved her attire. It suited her so well. Um, I think that um obviously she's she's learning. This is kind of her first out in, so it's kind of harsh to speak about her in ring ability. Her finisher was the bomb though. It looked awesome. But she did
1: pull off some great moves. Like she, she pulled up. She, she pulled off a very impressive fall away slam. Mm-hmm. She pulled off an Arn Anderson style spine buster. Like she did some good moves. Yes, she 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 is green. I agree, she's green, but she's only gonna get better. I think she's gonna be amazing.
0: I think it's just like the movement, the transition between those moves was a bit somehow sometimes. Her character work is down to a T. She's got it. She knows what she's doing, how to sell herself as a heel. But it will come in time.
2: If they book Jade if they book Jade correctly, Jade will have a career. I'm gonna be an unpopular opinion. A trajectory similar to who is currently challenging Jing, Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. I see it. Bianca. She yeah, is yeah, yeah. very close to being Bianca Belair with regards to progression because also Bianca Belair, we forget, yeah. she was very green when she first went on television, yeah. and I stick yeah. to it to this day. Their takeover match, going back to WWE, I'll bring it back, her takeover match with uh, um Shayna Baszler was abysmal in my opinion because it exploited who Bianca Belair is mostly talk but you can also see the green mix I see you agree with me I can feel it oh you're right Jade they did a great job hiding her weaknesses as best as possible she didn't have as much and please correct me she didn't have as much in-ring action compared to everyone else in the ring and I only say that because my eyes were drawn to the charismatic enigma Shaquille O'Neal not Jeff Hardy um the bet the coolest part about the match was the Shaq did not have any wasted movements. Checking Everything good. he did was so smooth. After he pound bombed Cody, he hooked, he hung over, waited for the eye poke. Dusty Rose tribute right there. We don't talk about it. Dusty Rose Tribute, boom, goes back in, and all of a sudden. He body slams uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. It's a WrestleMania three tribute. And Shaquille O'Neal looked dominant because he was just a bench press of Cody Rhodes. If you don't see the Paul White influence in that segment alone, you're not a wrestling fan.
1: You know, it's interesting that, you know, you mentioned Paul White. Let's talk about him. Obviously, he showed up. Um, Very interesting. The reason why it's interesting for me, this this whole thing, what, what we're witnessing now is, you know, I recall when Paul White, Big Show told me personally that he was going to have a match with Shaq at Mania. He told me that personally that, me that was the plan. What, what that, year is this? This was 2016. <laughs> 2016 just just 2016. Okay. 2017 or 16. One of the two. But that, he said that that was the plan and obviously it never happened for never whatever reason. Never happened. But we, could we see it, Justin, in your opinion? I, could we I see think it? we can
2: see it for all out. That's what I want to see Paul White for. if if aew has shown anything and this goes to your viewers uh tweet i think his name was ryan aew does two things efficiently am i correct ryan uh it was bruno it was bruno bruno thank you i was (laughs) close (laughs) (laughs) okay um it happens to the best of us larry legend shout out to my mentor it happens okay bruno aew does two things really well you never know what's going to happen or who debuts you didn't know about Sting. You didn't know about Paul White until they publicly released it. Paul White was actually mentioned. My connect, my connect told me that there's shirts already being made, and I didn't say anything about it until it was made public about what the no no more BS shirts that were coming out, including the color. Got it. Cool. I gotta let you guys know in the back end too, I guess. My point is, AW. Does really well with secrets, but AEW does a fantastic job of giving creative freedom to everyone while also showing, hey, we got a nightmare factory. and We're really training folks. I know someone in PWA that's real close to Atlanta. Max knows who I'm talking about, who has watched the progression of these nightmare factory wrestlers grow. And he did tell us he did tell us that Jade was going to surprise quite a few of us. I wasn't just surprised. I was impressed. Um, So with Paul White, I do expect for him to work more with big men. Uh, With Paul White, I definitely saw his influence in Big Show. And I hope to see more big men dominant in AEW. They've done a fantastic job with their tag team division. Fantastic job with Ray Phoenix being my favorite professional wrestler right now. Um, His his walk on the rope is smooth. Say that again? Same with Max. Max is favorite he, as well. He, he's what he's one of. I think he's completely
0: underrated, and it says it's, it seems crazy totally. to say that, but yeah, totally he's he's underrated.
2: Yeah he's, yeah, he's incredible. he wrestled at WrestleCon twenty uh, WrestleCon twenty nineteen in New York, and my fiance's never seen Ray Phoenix. Like, who are these wrestlers? of it's not Bret Hart, Lex Luger, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And I'm like, babe, I paid for these tickets. Just shut up and watch. <laughs> like WrestleCon, and I'm gonna go to AW WrestleCon had um msk the rascals xavier and i watched xavier just walk through the room and who approaches them kaz yeah. and christopher daniels oh wow really? wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow and i was like something's happening there yeah to nxt yeah i walked past scott T- scott steiner's table cost me a couple dollars for me to get a promo of him calling my friend out of his name awesome kevin nash <laughs> was there but then i went to uh, Cero Miero. Uh, uh, Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. These guys are like five foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. What is it going to take for me to get a picture with you guys? And they were real nice gentlemen. They were like, hey, um, let us eat for a minute, and we'll go ahead and do this with you because we have a match. Cool, I get that because you know you shake hand, kiss babies, and move on to the match. Their match was Joy Ryan's. I'm gonna say this, Joey Ryan's penis party. Okay. It was one of the best independent shows I've seen from a wrestling standpoint, as far as a tag team division of the Lucha Brothers and Joy Ryan and mystery guest Val Venus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect fit. Perfect. 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 It was It was also my fiance's first time watching Japanese wrestlers. So when we did a watch party this past Sunday for the AEW Women's Tournament, bring back to AEW, a lot of you guys that were in PWA were saying, this is like watching 2K characters. I'm like, no, you need to watch some more Japanese wrestling. This more than New Japan. This more than All Japan Pro Wrestling. Mika Ito is coming. (laughs) You're right. You're right, you're right. AEW's influence is global already. We just don't give them the credit because they don't have a video game out. You're um, right, bro. That, that's it. I really feel their AEW casino game. I did play it. Um, it's a lot of fun, it's retentive, and um go ahead and download that as well. Shout out to Elite Wrestling for real. Um, so Paul
1: White announced there's a Hall of Fame level talent coming this to to AEW next week. Justin, let's start with you. <sighs> <laughs> and then you start because I want to. I want to hear mix's take as well.
2: I've got a list. Uh, okay, you got a, a you. list. You got a okay, list, Jericho. All right. Well, I have a <laughs> book. Here we go. Ugh. Here we Duffy, go. Who do you think it is? Um, Max. Um, no drop kick. <laughs> drop kick podcast. Kickout Umber, podcast. maniac Armbar. Armbar. Um, <laughs> um, what's his name? Bru- not Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> <is Max>. Bruno. <laughs> Justin, Gerard Bonner, Armbar. <laughs> Guys, it's not going to be CM Punk. No. Um, it'd be very clear, it's not. But the way that Paul White... can I Can I say this to answer your question? People were expecting Paul White to be the same Paul White we saw in WWE. And we saw Paul White last night. Mm-hmm. Different, relaxed lean happy um he actually spoke and he didn't just speak like a big man he spoke yeah. like a human i've n- never seen that side of him again shout out to aew for development i do believe that it's going to be i'm gonna um I'm, I'm gonna take this out the dark I think it's gonna be a woman i think it's gonna be a woman i think that you need to see a commentator of not just men like we currently have with aew um, they do pride themselves on diversity, correct? Correct. Um, I'm going to go and say Jazz. Wow. I'm going to go and say, I wanted to say Awesome Khan, but she's not going to be a WWE Hall of Famer. Mm. She should. I wish it worked out. Um, best of luck to her in her retirement. Hopefully she comes back. But I'm going to go and say Jazz. I want to see it. Max? I
0: mean, I'll go through my list in a second, but you guys maybe confirm this for me. Just because Justin said it could be a woman, got me thinking. Medusa is she in the Hall of Fame? She's Hall of Fame. She's Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, So along the lines of commentary, I thought Maro (sighs) Ronello
2: future Hall of Famer, because his contribution to combat sports could be, you know, it's a good point. We're talking TNT, not WWE.
0: Hmm. Good. Good. Mauro was was one of my guests. Um, I did think himself that this is his t- heel turn and he's going to announce <laughs> himself because eventually when he gets in the ring with some of these these new big guys, you know, that they're going to try and push, he's going to have to be the heel, isn't he? Um, he's going to be on commentary. Tony Schiavone is not going to be the heel commentator. Oh. So maybe it's going to be, uh, you know, Paul White himself. Um, Kurt Angle was a name for me, but I guess he is in the WWE Hall of Fame again. He's already. Fame. Yeah, he's
2: already there. Christian.
0: Christian is the other name. You know, we saw him at the Royal Rumble. He's clear now. Um, haven't seen him on WWE TV since. I don't um, see it because he,
2: Vince allowed him to have his Royal Rumble moment with his tag team partner. So you would you would imagine not? Yeah, probably. definitely not. I don't think so. Yeah, what do you right, think if I'm wrong, not- I'll give you a high five. I'll mail you money. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see this. Give your cash up now. I think yourself what- or Mauro
0: Ranello from for me.
1: A lot of people are speculating RVD
2: rvd would be interesting because people say can argue that he cannot talk that he cannot promo um and i think that he does an excellent character work but as far as dude they that's never, a cool said,
0: drop kick they never said that it's a commentator though he just said it was a hall of fame level talent a worthy talent he never said it's someone to actually join the commentary team but i did think rvd but some people have said that he's got uh, coming up uh, a wwe network uh mm. documentary so yeah that would be yeah, shady but- of him to basically go to AEW. so right yeah, interesting, Th- that's interesting that's yeah. an interesting point
2: our that's rvd point. RV was one of my favorite uh video game characters to play on yeah. the best wwf wwe wwe excuse me uh playstation 2 here comes the pain here comes the pain that comes, is high the five, yes that's the one man <laughs> rvd van daminator everybody <laughs> i was more of a no mercy guy and uh and the rest to you. <laughs> yeah, legendary, legendary um, stuff. We had another a great, good move that AEW is doing is that A uh, is having a no mercy engine for their. Yeah, so um, check out episode two aw Games YouTube. Big up to Brian Brian
1: Williams, a good a good friend of mine who works at uh Jux. He actually made that game. Oh, yeah, oh. And, he's, and and he's a brother. He's a brother. So I hope he's listening to this podcast. He does. He does tune in. He, he, yeah, shall. he works for Juke's Games. Yeah, he works for Juke's Games. And he inspired, so he always wanted to do a throwback to No Mercy. And, and when AEW opened up, I think he just felt, hey, this is a good opportunity. He really, you know, he knows Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks will probably be on it. So, yeah. Thanks. um uh So the Jericho MJF promo. God, this is actually quite fun. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> this was fun. We had a few cameo appearances from Conrad. We had Eric Bischoff make a little appearance. And and obviously the young bucks finally came down to get their little um, revenge. Justin, tell me about this promo. Did you really enjoy this? Was, uh, for me, this was good fun.
2: MJF has been consistent with his character since I was training in NYWC when I was a fan before I joined NYWC, before he was training. He and I almost had a eye stare altercation with my fiance present. He, oh, is he is always in character regardless <laughs> of the size of the audience and now it's showing on national TV. This is who MJF is. I loved his line of, to Chris Jericho, without you being here, you would be pulling back the curtain of the performance center. So they're being yeah. comfortable with that. Yeah. I love the idea that Sammy Guevara can come in this Sunday at Revolution and ruin everybody's stuff, potentially with Impact Stars, Max, and start his own outer circle. Um Hello. Um, I think that is cool that MJF and Jericho have been so cool Um, and shout out to their debutante dinner that they did a couple months ago. It's building towards a breakup. They've done it. They've got the awards. Um, I think this is an MJF heel turn. I think this is the start of seeing a Ric Flair-type character times 3,000. If you were to do what he did to Cody and do it to Jericho, those are now two legendary superstars. Yes, Cody's legendary. Two legendary superstars that he's turned on to start his own thing or take over the inner circle. So I enjoyed the promo. Um, Young Bucks, I think I'm not going to say anything negative about Matt or Nick ever because they do inspire me. Um, But it is a match that I'm looking forward to. If they drop the titles to MJF and Jericho, it solidifies the inner circle being together for that eventual breakup.
1: I so, totally yeah. agree with you, and I loved everything you said. The outer circle uh, reference, great shout, and I I honestly believe you. I think you're absolutely right. I think Jericho and MJF has to win. And yes. It, it will just improve. It will just improve the story even more. Max, coming to you. How did you, um, how do you feel about this?
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, this this is probably one of the best segments leading up to this match because it's hmm. obviously last week they beat up um Young Buck's dad. I think this was pretty good as well to forward the story. Um Conrad, great to see him on TV asking you know them about Sammy Guevara. And MJF turns around and calls him Turkey Tits. Turkey Tits um, and Jericho
1: said he's gonna <laughs> get lost.
0: So that popped me that popped me big. Um, and Matt, Matt Jackson gave the promo of his life really impassioned promo, putting over his dad massive on the influence on, on their career which I thought was really nice um, what's really intriguing for about this revolution match for me is that Sammy Guevara, like Justin said could cost um, Chris Jericho and MGF but I think the good brothers could cost the young bucks because
2: hmm.
0: they've been telling that story where the good the Good brothers are they're, they're friends but they're there's something else going on in the background. It's consistent with what they've
2: been doing these last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, it, you know this. I think the build for this match has kind of accelerated in the last couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, with those kind of out outside factors that could affect um this particular match, it's going to be an interesting one.
2: I think Sam Rivera could definitely solidify himself as a key player in this uh in this wrestling league. Um, to me, there's two bright stars: MJF and Sam Rivera. Those are two names you keep hearing about that are fresh talent you never heard of. Mm-hmm. I do want to give a shout out also to Conrad for doing his thing on the podcast, like you guys are doing. Awesome! Yeah. You guys are gonna do even better than that. He's a mogul. But I, he's a mogul. Yeah, he's I the do best. Also, he, yeah, he's Conrad's the man. I'd yeah, he's the him. best. He's one guy I want to shake hands with and announce. But I also want to announce, um, announce Eric Bischoff, who personally endorsed me on video within my highlight reel. He's uh, oh, my man. very end tale of the highlight shout out to his book controversy creates cash and then he went ahead anyone one step further <clears throat> justin the greatest ring announcer thank you for reading thanks for being the best ring announcer in the world <laughs> and i'm putting this for your youtube there so you can see that is autographed for the mark perfect there perfect. you go know, it's done so i'm always going to be in depth to eric bischoff shout out to 83 weeks
1: yeah he's a le- yeah he's a legend yeah um, always they did a little promo package coming up with the uh, Moxley and um, Kenny Omega death match. I've never, I'm going to be honest with you guys, growing up in the you know the tape trading era. Uh, Justin, are you around the same age as me? I'm a millennial. Yeah, I'm in my
2: mid-30s. Yeah, we're around the same age.
1: Yeah, so, yes. so you would have known Go about ahead. the tape trading days of wrestling where people would trade oh you know here's watch this match from new japan and watch this match from ecw yeah 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 so you know you had sometimes people would trade you some death matches um yeah so they had uh so they had onita they had um onita on the um, promo package who's like the king of the death matches um you know he's had some classic matches with hayabusa terry funk uh the great sasuke that's the name on top of my head but i'm gonna be real with you guys even when I saw the Terry Funk and the Cactus Jack legendary match in All Japan Wrestling, I never really could watch these matches. Like, you will see the highlights, you see the, the spots when they fall off the ladder into the barbed wire, the explosions... But it's just
2: something I just couldn't really get with it, and I don't know because we're both old, and I share the same sentiment as you, man. I I see, I see the explosion, and this is why I agreed to some point—the only time with Jim Cornette. If I already see the highlight of the match, I don't want to see the rest of it. You know, it's like that's just how I feel but it depends yeah. on who's wrestling the match. You mentioned Terry Funk, but even back then I was like, okay, Terry Funk is not Brett the Hitman Hard or Stone Cold or whatever it is. <laughs> no disrespect to him, but the, he's not on that tier. Now we're talking about Kenny Omega. And we're talking about John Moxley who already do dangerous stuff. I'm intrigued. Now, and it's John Moxley, not Dean Ambrose, not the lunatic. No, we're talking about the guy who built a name in CZW, suplexes Kenny Omega into a bed of barbed wires to it's a casual viewer in a time when we didn't know what AUW was. We're saying, When are they gonna do this again? And now for some reason we're divided as fans as to if we're even interested to watch this. Oh, watch this. You can put on record, hush. Watch what happens. Because if these guys main event the show, and they will, it can arguably be the most talked about show after WrestleMania. Good point. Watch what happens.
1: Very good point. I love it, Justin.
2: Uh, Max,
0: are you
1: looking forward to this main
0: event? I'm looking forward to it. I don't get what all the old guys are saying. Like, I know you you guys probably lived through the originals of this kind of stuff. Um, I wish I would have seen the originals. Then maybe I'll have a, a, a similar sentiment. But I, I've seen some of that stuff back. I've never watched it you know happen mm-hmm. live in the flesh or, and live at a time when it happened so I'm desperately looking forward to see what's going to happen I hope obviously it's very safe and being in 2021 I can imagine this is going to be very watered down compared to maybe some of the stuff you've seen in the past skillet so um, okay. that, yeah, in that point. sense I'm not too worried um, that anything can go wrong or anyone's going to majorly hurt themselves because I know they'll, they, they will get in a lot of trouble if that is the case um, Max, are you yeah, expecting you to know. be
2: like those early blood matches with like blood and guts everywhere and the referee i, checking I want
0: to see it i want you to do want that. to see it okay. i 100 want to see that um well. kenny omega <laughs> wanted this match kenny omega said that he needed this to solidify himself as the best in the world i don't think a death match is needed on your cv to solidify Agreed. yourself but i am a typical i say typical Blood hungry um, wrestling fan. I love when I see blood spot. I don't like seeing people cut themselves, but I don't mind seeing an original, um, you know, a genuine. Burst of blood and it enhancing the story. So, okay. Skillet's probably looking at me like I'm um, disgusting. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Skillet's like,
2: really, I'm uh, swing. Let's <laughs> nah, it go make TV. We're going to cut this one out. This StreamYard, right? Okay. How do you leave the studio? Hey, Justin, <laughs> like, hey,
1: Justin man. You're the man. You're the funny man. <laughs> no,
0: I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm
1: not judging. I'm not judging. Trust me. It's I, I like, ah, oh, these young see, men. You know what? In my younger <laughs> days, in my younger days, I used to be like that. Now, right. I, I think I've become a bit of a softy these days. And now, I feel if I see a but little then,
2: bit, I'm a bit, but I'm much, much than you, man. I just yeah. don't want to see two look, I don't want to see two guys in their prime just be oh, oh. exactly. But if, it, but if the story is told right and they're the masters of this be. thing, I do for the yeah. AEW title before Thanos goes and collects the Mind Stone from Impact Wrestling. Yes,
1: <laughs> and you're now right. You I say it. And Justin's right Because you know They're gonna pull it off They're gonna no, pull no, it out no, of the no. bag They're gonna pull it out of yeah. the bag so. Exactly They're we'll pull it out of the bag um, One thing I really do love about AEW Is how they exactly. consistently Pay homage to legends And we saw it again With, J- with J- not only the return of J.J. Dillon Who I
2: haven't seen in years. Right f- well, I was like what- who is this? <laughs> 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 you all had me going on YouTube Like J.J. <laughs> oh <laughs> and, and what they did with Tully
1: Blanchard, like Tully having Tully brilliant. Blanchard return to the ring, and yes, he's not the Tully Blanchard like he used to be. Of course, he's not. He's a he's a very much an older person, but yet there were still remnants of his he old ways. There was some moves I was like, he still got it.
0: He's he still
1: good. got it. Um So it was so good to see him come back into the ring, and you know him t- tag teaming with FTR. Uh, it just felt so perfect. Like This whole this whole
2: segment was beautiful. And, and don't forget two things. At the end of the match, Sean Spears has officially joined FTR and Tully Blanchard's stable. Whatever it is, I'm looking forward to it. And Arn Anderson came out and gave the four to make this thing happen, to make the story more complete. I'm intrigued because Sean Spears and Max, I think, agrees with me. We all felt the emotion between the feud of Sean Spears and Cody. Like, I... I never felt that in years, the hatred that they had, and then Sean Spears just uh, disappeared from television. I think we're all like, what's going to happen? One. Two, the fact that FTR came out with the triple tag team championships from NWA, yeah. I again had to go on YouTube and figure out what that was. I was like, oh, this is some real stuff. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. made me wonder where N- NWA is going currently since they did announce a pay-per-view two days ago. So shout out to National Wrestling Alliance. Shout out to Nick Aldis for still staying with the pro- uh, promotion. That's another t- conversation. The third part is, like you said, it, <laughs> Tully Blanchard was this close from doing the stereotypical AEW dive and said, nope, I'm, I'm out. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing.
1: Amazing. So, so well, like, I felt this show from top to bottom was so well booked. So, so well booked. It was oh, amazing. Man. Um, So, you know, you know, we've seen it in the past. Obviously, Horseman, the original faction of wrestling. We've seen Evolution, that's a spin-off of the Horsemen. We've seen Fortune and TNA. Yes, you, know, you got it. You know, you know we, what do you think this new faction is going to be called? And is there space for Cody
0: to be the, the guy, Cody's the guy. He has to be the leader. The only thing that puts me in doubt of that is that Cody can't win the world title as per his stipulation with Chris Jericho back in the beginning of AEW. He can't win the big one. So other than that, I think Cody's the perfect fit. Obviously, you know, we just talked about Arn Anderson's involvement as well. Um, And I think being in a stable, Sean Spears might actually prosper a bit. We won't see that drop-off that he Mm -hmm. has because he doesn't have to bring so much in terms of character because he's hidden within a stable, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what they'll call themselves, but um, yeah, I can only imagine on the roster that if, I mean, Nick Aldis would be a good... Top guy, if he was to come in, but um, I think it has to be Cody.
2: Really. <laughs> Justin approves, Justin approves, yeah, yeah. Then <sighs> so we gotta need another pod. we need like four different podcasts. Um, <laughs> I'll put it into one because I talk a lot, okay. Nick aldis and NWA, shout out to NWA for coming back. I've always been frustrated with Nick aldis because he's in his prime, made the NWA title the 10 pounds of gold going into mm-hmm. all in, and I. Mm, I was behind that product and then it became what it was today. I'm glad they're back. One, uh, so subscribe to the NWA and watch the pay-per-view. Two, to answer your question, that group's name, Undisputed Era. That's another <laughs> <one>. <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> but now that those guys broke up, maybe we could just take that name. No, don't do that at all. <laughs> um, I would say Undisputed Revival. Now I don't I don't know. I would like to see something where Sean Um Spears is the front man. Of that stable. I think he's always had the skills. I think that he's always had the... Mex is like, I don't, I don't care. Know, I, don't know. I, I don't think we've seen how much potential Sean Spears has until you give him a solid program, more than just one pay-per-view. And he has those weeks and reps to build up to it. So, Sean Spears, yes. Um, Undisputed Revival something. Um, what was the last question you had for me, Skillet? Mine's racing. Um... I said, do you think Cody would join?
1: Did I say that? No, I didn't say that. I did say that.
2: Yeah. No. Mentioned- no. And it leads to a larger discussion about how many factions there are in AEW. Um yes. the, yeah, there's the dark order. You have the nightmare family. You have the gun club nightmare family. Um, you have uh Taz's Taz's faction. Team FTW, right? Yeah. You have the faction of the face paints of Sting and Darby Allen. Uh you have the faction of the dark, uh AEW dark. I don't think that Cody would join that. I think Cody's just better off being the Nightmare Family and teaming up with Dusty Rhodes. If he's getting beat up by the Dark Order, you know who's coming out. It's yeah. Dusty. It's QT Marshall. It's it's Brandy Rhodes when she's available. Shout out to Brandy.
1: Max, um, can you please give us a little bit of a rundown of the final of the women's tournament? Um, mm. it was a number one contendership. Your yes. thoughts?
0: Um. So my main pet peeve of this whole thing is that you know they're not really pushing women's wrestling and um, it should have, the whole tournament should have been on TV, at least the American side of the bracket should have been on TV Um I thought AEW don't do women's tournament prizes very well, we saw Ivelisse and Diamante win these massive bogus looking medals um, when they won their tag tournament, last night we saw um the winner receive this tournament cup which just looked Kind of cheap, in my opinion. Um, Like, they don't do it well. However, Nyla Rose versus Rio uh, Mizunami was a very, very good match. Um Unexpectedly, Rio Mizunami won. I felt that, you know, I didn't see that coming personally. Um, I felt that she... At times, obviously, her gimmick was kind of, she dances around and all that kind of stuff. And I've seen some people online say that it took away from the seriousness of the occasion. I don't think so, personally. I think that's her doing her character stuff. And um, she was really good. Nyla Rose has improved a lot. Um, I expected Nyla Rose to, to win the match, like I said. But no, Ryu, Mizunami got the win. Obviously, then Shida, the champion, came to present her with this trophy. She hit. She straight in the face, those two went at it just blow for blow, and that's the match that we're getting at Revolution for the women's championship. I will expect Sheila to retain though, but yeah, decent, decent match, enough match. Um, good conclusion to the um tournament. Um,
1: Justin, are you, are you a fan of how the women are being booked in AEW?
2: I've changed my answer today to yes because hindsight is twenty twenty. What Mex was talking about, I respectfully disagree. The AEW, women, uh, um, the AEW women's division has been hit by the pandemic, so they lost half of their women. The AEW uh, buildup towards Shaquille O'Neal and um, Jade was infected because Brandy Rhodes made a family decision. Um, the AEW women, while we did see them receive their two medals and they built two names uh, for the women, those two women are still being used either on Dark or they're being retooled on the Nightmare family. And I do see the product of that happening when everyone is starting to come back together. Perhaps the process of them being featured on this TV screen here is a little bit crazy as a fan. From business perspectives, it's money. Um, they're, they want to build a rapport with Bleacher Report. And with this Peacock deal coming through, AEW was the first one to put this stuff on Bleacher Report first to say, hey, before we get our own network, we're going to go ahead and build this partnership here. And it makes sense. So while I had to go and download Bleach Report and try to cast it off to the TV, I did see and have an issue with the production of the Japanese woman on the Bleach Report. Um, I, I like, there was... <sighs> it all again it goes with the pandemic however the matches that i showed that were showed definitely introduced me to more japanese women and a different style and it also made a lot of folks within pro wrestling anonymous say are these 2k characters no introducing you miko miko ito and now people are going to youtube to research who ito is and we're fans before she even became AEW and she's not and that's the beautiful part about this i think AEW's done the, as good as a job as they can be
0: I think uh, I think their women's division is improving, They've is come a long way um, I think recently with these tournament matches they've seen okay, we have to give these women more time to show what they can do, don't put commercial breaks in the middle of their matches and they're putting together, you know, I think in the last month we've seen some of the best women's division matches we've seen since AEW began, but thanks. I just think there is just a lack of there's some things that don't add up to me, like, okay, for instance Big Swole is one of the maybe top two contenders in, in the women's division. She wasn't even in this tournament. Um, Red Velvet, I, lo- I love her. She, I love her. I love Big Swell. I think she's incredible. We all love Big Swell. Red, Red Velvet, I know she was in, eventually got involved in this Shaq stuff, but she's the number one women's um contender right now. Um, Britt Baker, someone that you know she may not have it all together in ring, she's not rubbish in ring, but that is a big character which they can you know hinge their division on. They don't seem to be necessarily doing that. Max, I a couple of plot holes for me.
2: Like. I'm being the contrarian here because I feel a lot of folks who were rooting for Britt Baker have just now stated how much they don't like the women's division. If you look at it overall, Britt Baker, to me, she is the Charlotte of AEW, where she was winning a lot. The camera was always on her. And there's always the big swalls. There's always a the Thunder Rosa that comes over uh, Deeb, Sarah Deeb. We never thought she'd be in AEW. Another strength they have is their secrets. She can wrestle. That girl yeah, can 100%. go. I'm I'm like, "Wow." And now it's a new program within AEW. Now what you were saying is and I think I'm what you're hearing is, "Okay, you have a knockouts or tag team division within the women. Where are they? Where are those medals? What TV time is being given to them?" It's tough when there's only 2 hours of time. And then you as a wrestling fan, all of us I'm going to say it on popular opinion we're all getting wrestling tired. Wrestling no, you're tired. right. You're, you're not is. you're not wrong. You're not so, wrong. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. I got to watch Being in the Elite. I got to watch Sami Guevara's vibe because they're good. It's good material. It's not you that it's bad. That. You're correct, but
0: NXT have the biggest women's division in the world, and they they can manage more than one match a night. I hear you. Same with SmackDown, two hours, the same two hours.
2: I hear you. But how many women's division do you get in in SmackDown? How many women's matches do you get on Raw? And how many women's di- matches do you get on uh on, on AEW? At, at Even if they don't get matches, segments. they get segments. Being contrarian. Yeah.
0: I think at least two segments on some of these other two-hour shows, at the very least, two matches and one segment, maybe. And AEW just about manages one match. And for the longest time, like I said, it's it's drastically improved in recent times. But for the longest time, um, that one match was interrupted by a commercial break, put before the main event, the toilet break. You know, it, it wasn't really respected.
2: So Max, I, I think that again, this is good first take type stuff. Right? I'm feeling like Stephen A. and Max Kellerman. This is good. This is good here. Um, I disagree with you only because the biggest match in AEW on free TV just happened last night. It was Jade and it was Red Velvet. Red Velvet. And everyone's yeah. talking about the spine bust. Everyone's talking about the spots. Shaq wouldn't show up if unless it was a woman there, and he did it with AEW. Mm. Just making a point there. dude. So they have more time? All of them should have more time. But the disadvantage is, AEW is two years in. They've had multiple storyline changes with the women. Brought in women from NWA to enhance their women's division. So they saw it. Saw they needed more women. So they went to Japan. And we still had a chance to watch that. I think they're in the right minds uh, of where the women need to go. And we also need to kill this rumor. This is for Skillet. Kenny Omega is not booking the women's division. Is he? No. No, he's not. he's not. He's not. He's not. I keep hearing that. We got. We got. No, no,
1: he's, he's not. It's I not agree him. with you, Justin. No, that's that's right. That's right. I, I think that's that's because he's shown his passion for the women and show how much he cares about the women division. It doesn't mean that he's booking it. He's not booking it at all. And and by the way, I just want to say I love that exchange between the two of you. That was
0: great last to thing. See. Last thing I'll say is that I can't wait for AEW to grow up and
2: not be two years old anymore, so that this <laughs> can go okay. out the window. That's, that's okay, it. but at Max, okay. How long did it take for TNA to grow up? Ah, they're still growing, as far as I'm concerned. Why can't that be the same case for AEW?
0: It can be, but you know, you know, the AEW, <laughs> the problem with AEW is, and this is a good problem to have because um, they're loving their products. Don't get me wrong, I'm a, I'm a fan, but they came in making a lot of noise, a lot of noise, especially around diversity in the product um, representation this that and the other and with the women's division I just think that it may just not be a priority to them which is fine but you know where women's wrestling is today like having its biggest kind of surge than it's ever had I think they need to do better that's all
1: it seems I don't want to be, I don't know. I'm, this is me speculating. I'm not saying this is the case at all. So please don't think this is what I think is going on. It could be a case of like Tony Khan could be actually watching, you know, where the ratings go up, where the ratings go down on the show, who's getting more, who's getting more screen time, what's actually, you know, what's actually engaging fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he might say the women product might, there might be a dip there. Not to say the women are bad, not to say there's women's fault whatever, but it might be a slightly
2: dip. And it, then, it, it actually shows a difference. The reason why the women were on Bleacher Report is because Reho is the ratings getter. He's a big. Getter. Oh, for real? Well, they would, they put, it's, it's Reho. That's why she was on Bleacher Report. That's well, It, it wasn't Sean Spears. It wasn't Cody. It wasn't Shaq. It was Reho.
1: Well, there you go. See, what do I know? See, there you go.
2: Thank yeah, you, Justin. Just a little bit of... No problem. Mech, Mech's covered it in a prior episode. You know, no, no. It's catching yeah. up. <coughs> I got your back.
1: Let's talk about... Um, how do you guys feel about this? Darby Allen, Sting coalition, Sting taking bumps at his age, Sting wrestling with Brian Cage and whatnot. Are you guys worried this may go wrong are you guys i mean obviously they're in a tag match so it's, it's probably the safest option right now but um let's go with mex first mex are you worried about sting at all
0: um i was when he took that power bomb i'm not so much now because he's up and he's continuing and he's doing stinger splashes and stuff so i'm not so much now um I did think that this match may be one of these kind of cinematic matches, pre-filmed and stuff, um, especially because it was a street fight. But it looks like maybe they're just gonna put it on the regular, you know, cards with no special effects. So there, that leaves room for something to go wrong. But um, y- you know what? I, I was saying this earlier to to a friend that the one problem with this particular program is that if you guys remember, this was the first match announced for this pay-per-view months ago, like I think late December, if not early Jan. Um so they have been building to this in kind of a lackluster way, probably because they can't do so much physicality related stuff um for a very long time. And that's where I think some people have kind of lost interest. But at the end of the day, you know, as we we all probably once were, if not still are, Sting is a draw, Sting is the icon. I, I I'm looking forward to seeing Sting um go in the ring against these guys. Unfortunately for Team Taz, they're going to lose and they need a big win, Team Taz. Um, They're not going to win this one. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to it and I just hope it all goes okay. No, No injuries.
2: Justin? Sting, when he first came on to TNT, another strength of AEW is nobody knew, but a strength of AEW is it's familiar because of TNT. When Sting came back... Everyone popped hard because of the nostalgia factor. And for the first couple of weeks, we all said, what is he going to say? You can't go back in time. But those couple of weeks, I wish they had fast forwarded to week three when he did open his mouth to make me more intrigued into what's happening at Revolution. It was those two weeks right there coming in, staring, doing the same thing I've seen you do in TNA. It works. It will always work. We've never seen you come back to TNT in 21 years. So that's not on Sting. Maybe it's just the directing or the time constraints that they had. It then became a question of who is he going to line himself with. And Mex and Skillet and everyone in the internet, we all theorized it was going to be Darby Allen, but then we said, what if he just went solo and just started ruining everybody swinging the bat blindly, and he chose his bat at Darby Allen. And we said, okay, we'll let it go. Once Team Taz got involved with Hobbs, fellow Brooklynite Taz, his son, and of course, ravishing Ricky Starks. Oh, Brock Jr. (laughs) Oh, get the snapshot. We like all of these guys. We like all of them. We knew Sting was going to be a manager, and the talk became if he's going to be an active wrestler. Once Brian Cage gave that powerbomb to Sting, it became a question of is Sting okay rather than. Is Sting going to fight? Um, and now that we're here, a couple of days from Revolution, I'm not as enthralled about this storyline because if Sting and Darby do lose, it doesn't hurt them, but it just doesn't progress the story. Neither. Um, with like, Mex was saying, this is the only time I'm going to agree with my brother over here. I love him, but I'm going to just be Stephen A. And contrarian with him, i like, that. I'm just going to keep poking at him. Um, I like him. If Team Taz were to win, we finally get to see Will Hobbs become the monster that he really can become. He has beautiful facial expressions. Like the boy looks like a boy looks like Mex right now when he's angry. Just uh. <laughs> see, he does this. how <laughs> so he does this. He holds that there and you feel it on your television like, yo, this kid's got a future. I want to see more future in AEW. It's Hobbs. Ricky Starks. I see Ricky fight on AEW. He's he's not just becoming Rock Junior anymore. He's becoming Ricky Starks, and with the little slide on shoes, kind of like Matt Riddle, a little bit cool. It adds to that character, and he's fantastic with the Rock Shembo or whatever you call it. I'm gonna learn it. Hopefully, he wins and then moves on. Because Sting and Darby Allen is something that we it, it feels something's missing. Yeah, no, I I'm with, with you, you Dan
0: it's like the obvious thing to do put the two face painted guys yeah. together but you know like just like, put, just like tag them up saying, with thunder
2: rosa and call it a trio i don't know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah <laughs> like he came in on the 2nd of december at the winter is coming tv special yes season. and that's what they've been building since then and it's just that's why it's just been a bit uh, in the last couple of weeks it's been better like we said but it's been too long maybe he should have come in at the 2nd of february tv special beach break or whatever they called it um mm. and then he wouldn't have had you know so long well not beach
2: break this. you had to make it cold you had to make his entrance winter yeah. is coming yeah, why well, the I, winter I are coming that. boom but they still made it december they could have made it january
0: yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. just mm. been too long that's basically the issue exactly
2: those two weeks were the difference between me caring and me being concerned mm. so
1: hangman page closed the show tonight i just want to have an, uh, one last question for you guys <laughs> Where, where do you think this is going with the Hangman Page storyline and the Dark Order? What, what What's happening
2: here? Justin? They need to get have- married. Dark Order and <laughs> Hangman just need to go out on a date. He needs to marry every individual there, do a drink with them. Um, but it's also concerning because the legacy of Hangman within AEW is not there. He was the first challenger towards the AEW championship, lost. He then won the tag team championships with the with the current AEW champion, no longer there. Then he gets paired with Matt Hardy. That didn't work out. Dark Order, he keeps saying no to those guys, and they're the hottest, stable, in professional wrestling. I don't know what they're doing with Hangman Hangman Page, but I do know that he is about that cowboy-ish. I like him, but if this continues, I'm going to not care about Hangman Page programs as much as I could.
1: Okay, well, I think we you know we dug deep into aew there so hopefully bruno will listen to this episode and be a very happy man just a few that last is. questions before we sign out, uh, justin sure. this is a question delic- for you justin actually this sure. is by cardi g uh, justin you are a man who does loads of commentating and loads of ring announcing who are your favorite commentators and ring announcers
2: Got a shout out my man, Gerard Barner at Southern Honor Wrestling. He's an award-winning uh, commentator, newly christened alongside his partner. Um, be sure to check out Southern Honor Wrestling this Friday, uh, coming out to watch what they do down there. A commentator that I like outside of the independents is Mark Ranallo. He's passionate about what he does. Um, I do have to say, JR, um, it's nice reading his book. JR, I got you. This here is his start. You have to research anytime you're on the mic to know what to do and what not to do. Got it. Um, goes to show how you could be progressive in a pandemic. Research. Um, but he calls the most memorable matches. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Um, I'd also the, best, wanna, the best. He's easily the best. Yeah, one the best. other person I'm going to say is Michael Cole. Michael Cole is the voice of WWE. And he's Doesn't come up a very long way. you got to give him his debts. Biggest up. one. Yes, we get annoyed with boss time. Cool, but he's only being told what to say, and his timing is impeccable, rarely slips up. Um, I also want to say one other person, and he just joined pro wrestling anonymous Andy Shepard of WWE NXT that's my guy. UK. That's, that's that my guy. dude is so cool! Yeah, Andy, awesome. I love you, dude. He's awesome, he's awesome, awesome guy. Yeah. I know shout you, out had to a,
1: you had a clubhouse um conversation with him last week, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. I did.
2: Gerard and I um, and all of you were able to just pick his mind on what he can see, what he can commentate. Um, and I'll say this. The highlight of the clubhouse was having Triple H and I believe Fit Finley yell in his ear because he's a play-by-play commentator. Skillet, I think you were there for this. They were there for the skillet. Yeah. He's commentating and saying, yes, this is Max. Tell us a bit about Max. Max is really intelligent. He reads books. What? <laughs> the hell does that have to do with wrestling <laughs> are you trying to start a shirt I'm oh like what God. is this so we're in the clubhouse and we're like he reads books he, he reads-, reads books <laughs> 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 you lose your job for that
1: that is hilarious uh, question by harito james why do you why do so many so many call-ups from nxt go so horribly wrong can Rhea Ripley survive the move to raw Will Rhea Ripley survive this move, Max? What do you think?
0: You know what? It's it's scary times, bro. Rhea Ripley already—you can tell—they don't have anything for her. She did, she she was on the Royal Rumble, um, got to the final. Great, great showing
1: at Royal Rumble, by the amazing way. Showing,
0: yeah. Amazing showing, amazing showing. Um, didn't turn up on Raw or SmackDown the week after when she was at her hottest. Couple weeks down the line, in this last two weeks, Rhea Ripley is coming to Raw. All right, are you aware that we all know who Rhea Ripley is? We did see her in the Royal Rumble. We have seen her in years previous. She was at WrestleMania last year, by the way, against Charlotte. Thanks. Do you do you think we don't know who she is? That you've done Rhea Ripley's coming to Raw for two weeks. Do you think we don't know that you guys don't have an, a plan for this woman? <laughs> it, it's scary times, bro. Rhea Ripley is money. You can't she she opened the um night two of WrestleMania with Charlotte. Imagine I'm, how big that is, and yeah, Rhea, I'm gonna Rhea, say Rhea this. Riripli is coming. Rhea is coming.
1: Bianca, Bianca, and Ria are, if if God willing, if they if they put you know strap the rocket to Ria, they're, they're doing it. that with Bianca. Do, I know, just know, I'm gonna you say they are stone cold and rock. Mm-hmm.
0: They need they to are, do it. They are.
1: They are of the women's you know, division. women. I'm not comparing. Justin, I'm not comparing them. I, I, I know you're not.
2: Yeah. i I've, But if you were to do that, okay, 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 okay. Let me answer your question here first. Why do so many folks get called up from NXT to WWE and get? What's the question to make it very clear? Um, well, th- th- things that go horribly yeah, wrong. Things that go me. horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. You have to remember that you are now speaking to a global audience, and one thing NXT can do as a system is not just teach you how to wrestle and not just teach you mic skills. That doesn't work anymore. You have to be presentable from the get-go. Which is why anytime when you grab a microphone, the both of you, you're always auditioning because you never know who's going to pop up and you don't know who's going to be in the clubhouse. That's why I always say don't cuss or women go first. You just don't know. The responsibilities are going to be there. How did I just told you about MVP? He was watching the same Royal Rubble I was two years ago. And now here we are. Mm-hmm. You never know when your call up's going to be. Shout out to all of us in this room. You're it's right. got to be. Global and it has to be taught. Once you are global, then you're up there with everyone else, starting from freshman as a freshman all over again. How do I build my brand? And if I'm not picked like Sasha Banks when she first came up, training belts with Charlotte, title, excuse me, with, with Charlotte, uh, uh, or Sasha or, or Bailey, mm. it, you have to also know as a wrestler to keep your composure. Um, Leo Rush, for example, he was called straight into Raw, didn't last long. Enzo um, Amore was called up lasted longer than most no longer there on the WWE roster composure and being global. So you could be marketed. That's, that's, that's the best answer I could give. Uh, but with regards to Rhea Ripley on raw, I'm very excited that she's going to start on the ACE show. I'm curious how they're going to put her in on the Peacock network and make this thing rock. Cause Rhea, Rhea is here. Rhea's here. I'm a fan. And she shout out to the brothers. Yeah. She's, she, she's, that chick.
1: Absolutely. Uh, last question before we sign <laughs> off. Uh, yes. Big up Kofi, Boma Enoch. At, that's, that's his Twitter, at Boma Enoch. I hope I'm not too late, but... um, I w- Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is your wrestling ringtone? A wrestling ringtone? What would be your wrestling ringtone? So big. that's actually... I, I read the wrong question. I'm sorry. That's the big blue. At big blue, what's your wrestling ringtone? I do apologize.
2: My wrestling ringtone would probably be Kurt Angle Metal. Ooh! Yeah, like I walk in, you gotta hear trumpets. That's my book. But see, it's gonna be it's gonna be metal. Two thousand six, two thousand seven. Because I don't want that part. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, you know, you know, oh, you know what? The, the drum, the drum hit. I, 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 I want that. Loop. Loop. Dun, 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 dun. Just don't do the whole you suck possibility. No, no, no. remember when remember when they
1: looped the the, the the drums at the at the start when you went easy? yes, yes, yes,
2: yes, 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 yes. I I like that. Loop. I'm not giving a chance for anyone to say to me on a bus or while I'm just commentating, you suck. Nah, that's gonna mess with me, bro. I'm on the mic. Max, what's your wrestling ringtone Max?
0: So Medal is actually my warm up song in the gym. Once, I, once I'm dressed and ready to go, I step on the treadmill, that is the first thing I play. No matter if I go into a podcast after that, that is always my warm up tune. Um, I think it will be, you know, was it Eddie Guerrero where his, his, his one of his theme musics actually started off as a ringtone and then it went into the lie, you cheat, is still
2: is that 99?
0: I think Oh so, the ringtone yeah. that's no no, yeah. no no no
1: the ringtone is European like
2: Championship 05
1: can, can you feel the heat Yeah that one like, that one That's like that's dun, when he turned heel dun, That's when you have dun, to yeah. Yeah. To the double country case of Dominic so wow. like 04 05 okay. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah I, I like that one and big up You up know what
1: man. one of my you favorite choice. wrestling themes and it's never a popular choice I don't know why I love this theme song I, I remember playing it at the O2 Arena uh, at the Indigo for one of our show warm up shows. I played this theme, and I don't think a lot of people got what I was playing. Oh, Owen Hart. Goodness. The Owen Hart theme from '94. King of the Ring, Owen Hart. Do, 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 do.
2: Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 I feel like Stone cold talking to Cameron uh, i'm sorry no, Alicia of all the batches in the world
1: <laughs> I know I know it's not it's not an elite it's not an elite theme at by, by any me. means it's it not a top ten bro. theme, it's not it's not one of the greatest themes, but I know that no. but for me personally <laughs> I always used to rock to that theme, man. Like, Fair hey.
2: enough. Oh, half, 94 theme. theme. Listen to that back. Um, Justin, do you have any more before we sign out? I want to give a, a quick three. I want to say Devil Sky from Kenny Omega. I love yeah. that song. I yeah. love that New Japan uh yeah. intro. That's good gym music. A second yes. one, Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. Boom. Absolutely. Boom. That's deadlifting music. And third <laughs> but not least, Jericho. Break the walls down. build nah. 10. <sighs> <gasps> That's me, Max. <sighs> Absolutely. Run, it, run it. Run it. Okay, it's a minute. Say, done.
1: And obviously, if I had to talk about the the real great theme songs out there, obviously, yeah, Stone Cold's in there. Razor Ramon's theme, I used to oh. love that. I used to love that theme, bro. Oh my God. Um, obviously, DX, Triple H, yeah, the game. There's so Jeff many. Hardy. Jeff Hardy, Randy, even Randy Orton's theme's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Even Randy Orton's theme. Oh great.
2: man, yes. I like the first theme song. Yeah, you know me too. Bro? Well. That was good I as well. Yeah. Nothing you can
1: that. say. yeah. yeah. Hey, what about oh, CM Punk's?
2: Call personality, personal personality, yes, well,
1: personality, absolutely. The
2: ECW one. Listen, I love I that. Love that, that. Season, bro. I feel, feel like everything movie. today sounds like that. That's why it, Has it, it diluted it to me. It diluted Justin, it to Justin, me. We can't thank you enough for
1: joining us today. Thank you guys bro. for having me. You this have is one been. of the most
2: fun podcasts I've done. Like, thank you. You'll be one of the
1: best guests thank we've you, ever man. had. Thank so you. we wanna we thank will you, definitely man. extend the fu- invite again. Maybe when a big after a big pay per views happen, we're gonna invite you get you back on. Um, can you please just share your socials where people can find you? I know Absolutely. Before, yes, please, yes, Absolutely. Yes, please. Absolutely.
2: Skillet Max, thank you guys so very much. Everyone, be sure to follow WrestleManiac. Be sure to follow Dropkick Podcast, both on their Twitter as well as their Instagram. Justin T Manning is the name. You know the face. You know the game. Go ahead and follow on Instagram, JTM Talks. Follow me on Twitter, Justin T Manning, and of course the Professional Wrestling House Four. Everything Pro Wrestling is Pro Wrestling Anonymous. I would love to have this podcast recorded within the clubhouse. So you guys are more than welcome. The door is open for our great space, great debates, and scheduled for one fall. Oh, man. You're the man. Thank
1: you so much, Justin. Thank you so you're much. And that's, that's, we're out. out, aren't we, Max? That's it. We're out. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah,
2: that's it.